what we just witnessed this past Sunday at that 4 o'clock slate, New England Patriots at Las Vegas Raiders, to me, in my eyes, and I'm sure a lot of you feel the same way, that was the most embarrassing loss that I've ever seen in my Patriots fandom. The most embarrassing way to lose completely summed up the season. And like I've seen like bad losses. Like, listen, I was born into greatness. I know there's people out there that are bigger fans than me. And I know there's people out there that have seen way more games than me. I, I know when you say, Babs, take some of the most heartbreaking losses and like rank them. You know, I, I can just in the top of my head, like the 2007 Super Bowl, you know, the imperfect season. Or later on in a playoff game where you had the Ravens go up 21 nothing in your home in your home in Foxborough, Ray Rice had an amazing game. Or the New York Jets coming in beating you. And then if you want to talk regular season, like Miami Miracle, how that happened. Or going into Pittsburgh and losing. Or some of these losses you've seen in Miami over the years. None of that even matches up to what we saw on Sunday with the New England Patriots. Tossing the game away at the very last second. To Las Vegas Raiders. And making them go 7-7 seven and seven on the season. See the difference with. Every other game like. The, you know I got people talking. They're saying. The, it reminds me of the Miami Miracle game. The Patriots went on to win a Super Bowl that year. And even with the mistakes like. The, the Pats losing in the 07 Super Bowl. Or you know the Ravens coming in and beating your ass. Or the Jets coming in. The Patriots went on to win Super Bowls after that. The Patriots, they had Tom Brady. They still were the top team. Like, this sets in stone. What you just saw sums up what the New England Patriots have been for the last two and a half years. Just undisciplined, bad coaching, and just heartbreak. That's what it feels like. Like, I'm telling you guys, Patriots Nation out there, we can't make fun of the butt, butt fumble anymore. Like, you can't make fun of the Colts and they, they lined up with the punter and the bad handoff. It's done. Like, there is no more of making fun of other teams for bad plays because you are that team making bad plays right now. Can we get over this? Like, can we get over this? Yeah. You got to win the next three games in a row. You win the next three games in a row, people will forget about Las Vegas. People will forget what just happened. That's how you make them forget. But we can, like, I don't, I don't, I don't want to overanalyze. You've seen it already. Like, I, I purposely waited a couple days to release this because there's the instant reaction, which we did an Instagram live together. Then there's the next day you sleep on it. Then there's another day where you kind of get a feel for like, all right, we're we're putting this in our rear view mirror. But I do want to talk about the final play real quick, and I'll say this. There's three seconds to go. I don't mind them with the play call of running it. Ramadre Stevenson already had 170 yards rushing. And what you're looking in that play is can Ramadre break free and run for a touchdown? It's possible. And it almost happened. He broke free. Ramadre Stevenson went rogue. He just tossed it back. It was a boneheaded mistake on Ramadre Stevenson. Starts with him. Jacoby Myers gets it. He panicked. Like he, he's like, what are we doing? Like, why is it being lateral to me? It, it, he panicked and just threw it into the middle of the field. 
And of course, he throws it to Mac Jones out of all people who had Chandler Jones standing right in front of him and just made Mac look embarrassed. It was an embarrassing play. What are we doing? The players made the mistakes, but this is on coaching. This is on coaching. This team lacks discipline. And it comes from the coaching staff. Like, how many times have I heard the quotes of, oh, the Patriots are still running their organization like they have Tom Brady? Well, they clearly don't. Because if they did run their organization like they had Tom Brady, this team would be disciplined. Situational awareness. This is what the team lacks. And that's what's frustrating about being a fan. Because I'm here to support them no matter what. And I will tell you how they're going to win games. Like I told you a couple episodes ago, I said, this is how the Raiders are going to win a game. And I, it almost went down to a T. Go back and listen to it. Long, drawn-out drives. They're going to punch you in the mouth early. They're going to be up. The only chance you have to, to, to win that game is to come back. It's exactly what happened. The Patriots should have won that game. And they threw it away. And that's got to be such a long flight home. The fingers are going to be pointing everywhere. And I'll, I'll be surprised if they even come to show up and play on Christmas Eve. Use this as motivation. You're still there. You're still in the playoff race. Like, it's not over yet. The, guys, the season isn't over yet. Like, it feels... I'll tell you. After that touchdown, the Raiders win. It feels like the, it feels like the season's over, right? Like, that's how you end the season. It's just not over yet. We still have another week of football. The Patriots still have the smallest hope possible to make the playoffs. To at least finish out the season strong. That's what I want to see. And speaking of the game, I also want to talk about the touchdown. Where he's clearly out of bounds. We all see it from home. You're in Las Vegas. You can see it from the upper deck. I'm at Foxwoods. I can see it from the screen. You're sitting on your couch. You can see it at home. You see the pictures afterwards of the chalk coming up in the air. There was no touchdown. And I would love, I would love to argue this right now on this show. I'd love to argue about how the Patriots keep getting screwed, like the Hunter Henry, Nikhil Harry. How they keep getting screwed by these refs and these blown calls. But I can't do that and you won't hear me ever t- complain about it. I would complain about it if that's the reason why the Patriots lost. And it's not the reason why the Patriots lost. The Patriots' own stupidity got in the way yet again because this isn't the first time it's happened and it ruined them. It cost them a game. I and I, I, I can we can talk about this the entire show. I don't want to do that because you've already seen that. You've been there, you've done that, you've heard a hundred different things about this. But now you get Babs's take on it. It's disgusting and embarrassing. Like embarrassing is 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 the word you gotta use. But you're seven and seven, you're still in the middle there. It's it's gonna be so Bill Belichick and so New England Patriots when they beat the Cincinnati Bengals. On Christmas Eve. This is episode 8 of Babs on the Mic. And this show is sponsored by K&M All-Star Sports Show. K&M All-Star Sports Store. Got to say that about five times fast. As you can tell, he's a new sponsor here. K&M is located at Foxwoods Tanger Outlets. If you head over to Foxwoods, you're going to do some gambling like I do. My degenerate. I didn't win anything, by the way. But you stop over at K&M. They have everything possible. I got Patriots fans that follow me. I got fans of the Yankees and Mets and Nets and 
any sort of Buffalo Bills. They have everything there. It's it's a one-stop shop for all sports needs, especially if you're going to Foxwoods, you can do a little gambling. You're going to support whatever you're gambling on. You go down there, you get your jersey of your choice. Maybe you win some money, grab some gifts for your kids. Go check them out and say Bab sent you. K&M. You'll see a little bit more of them coming up on my Instagram at Babs and the Mic. Episode 8. If you haven't heard episode 7, you're like, hey, there's a missing episode. I took my Instagram live from the other night and I uploaded it. I, I tested it out. The audio's pretty shitty because I'm in Foxwoods and it's super loud. But that is something I'm going to work towards on these podcasts to try to see if I can do more Instagram lives at home locally. And to be able to bring people on, and I'm going to see how that goes. So stay tuned for that later on as well. Now, I want to keep these shows 40 minutes the most, right? Today might be a little bit different. I don't know how long we're going to be ranting for. So I decided to do this. I got two more topics I just want to talk about and get off my chest. Just two. That's it. You already got one. One major one. You're going to get two. And then I ask people on Instagram. I say, before I film these and record these, I say, Let me get your topics. Let me get your questions. I released that right after the game, and I got like 40 responses. And then I did it again the next day. I want to get some afters. I got another 10 responses. I screenshotted them all. I haven't even read them. And just in a little bit, I'm just going to go every single one of them. Every Some people ask multiple questions. I will go through every single one of them and just rattle them off. That's what our show is going to be today. Because we're going to have more episodes later on this week. We're going to obviously talk a little bit more of the loss to Las Vegas Raiders as we wrap it up. And then we got to focus because we're on to Cincinnati. Nothing about the past, nothing about the present. We're on to Cincinnati. But going about the past, let's talk a little bit more about this loss to Las Vegas Raiders. I feel so sad. I feel deeply hurt for Mac Jones. This dude is trying everything possible to win games and put himself in a good position. And he's getting screwed over and over again. The miscommunication on the second drive where they're down on the goal line and Bill's running down and he calls a timeout. And during that, they they hike the ball and they throw a touchdown. You got to see, he's already frustrated. This guy can't even throw touchdowns this year. He finally gets one in there. They should be up 7-3. to three. Nope. Mac lines him up again. Mac goes for the quarterback sneak. Mac got a little quick. John o. Smith's not set up. All of a sudden, you got a freaking... And that was, a, it was, I believe that was the fourth down, right? Or third down. I think it was fourth because they're trying to go for fourth and goal. And Mac's trying to be quick. Try to catch the defense off. Uh, like, slack him. And John who's not paying. Like, I put that on John who's Smith. Like, I got the people telling me, well, quarterback should make sure everyone's ready to go. No. As a player, you should be ready to know what's coming. Why are you looking to the left? You're not even fucking lined up. You should know where you are. I put that on John who's Smith. Because guess what? John who's Smith's getting paid top dollar. He should know better than that. I put that on John who. I'm not putting it on Mac, a second-year quarterback. I'm putting that on the veteran tight end. That's getting paid big. He should know better. That's frustrating. Because now you end up getting an offsides. You back it up. You got to settle for a field goal. That ruined momentum of the game. That should be 7-3. to three. Your defense should be feeling good about that. Max should be going to the sideline. 
after throwing a touchdown. It should have been the touchdown throw. And they should be feeling good. And that's what derailed the team in that first half. I'm telling you, coaching, the lack of discipline. It's not even that the coaching and offensively is bad enough in terms of their play, like their play style and the playbook. It's just discipline, ma'am. This is not the New England Patriots that you should know. And I feel bad for Mac Jones. Because the team crawled back. Scott Zolak said it. They, the team's trying. It's not like they're just rolling over. The defense gets them back into it. Kyle Duggar picks six. Mac Jones leads them down the field. They take a lead. You felt like with three minutes to go, finally Mac Jones can get over this hump. No. Car goes right down the field. You tie it up on that questionable touchdown. And again, I do not think that the play call of running it was a bad choice. Some people said, Neil, you don't kneel in that position. You kneel, it's a sign of weakness. Like, I already know the offense is bad enough. It's a sign of weakness. You do not kneel in that. You do something. Because you never know what's supposed to happen. Babs, why don't you do a Hail Mary? Belichick says that Mac Jones can't throw. I wouldn't be throwing a Hail Mary in that situation. Because, again, your running back had 170 yards. You're trusting your running back. He's your rock. Mac Jones to throw a Hail Mary. By the way, by the way, he needs pass protection for an offensive line that isn't that great. To give him time to make the throw, you're giving the opportunity of a Max Crosby or Chandler Jones to strip sack fumble Mac Jones. It's pretty much end up being what it is, right? You're giving Mac Jones a chance to get hurt. He's gotten hurt already like that. Why throw it up? Like that, I, I don't know why people are pushing that agenda. The Hail Mary would have been dumb. Maybe if you're down one point with three seconds to go, yeah, you're throwing a Hail Mary no matter what. You run the ball, Stevenson broke free, and Stevenson got to a point where he knew he couldn't go any further than that, and he made a, a mental mental error to throw it backwards, which caused Jacoby Myers to panic, which goes right to Mac Jones, and he got trucked and made him look so stupid. I feel bad for Mac Jones. Yeah, Mac Jones had a bad game too. Yeah, 13 for 31. He can barely throw 150 yards. He looked awfully at some bad throws. But be, it's because of the momentum in the game is what made him bad, bad and mad. You ruined his momentum numerous times this season. But the guy's fighting. He's clawing his way. That's why I'm looking at the next three games. And we're not talking about them today. We'll talk about that in the next show. The next three games, I want to see how Matt keeps responding. He keeps getting pushed down. He keeps getting back up. He brushes himself off. He says, we're going to still go. Fuck it. Let's just keep going. And that's why I'm talking about his progression this year. He's showing the leadership and in in that maturity of a quarterback. You guys can harp on his, him yelling and, you know, oh, like, you know, all these fucking couch coaches. Oh, he's yelling too much. This and that. Put yourself in his shoes right now, goddammit. Look at his entire season. I, I posted, like, the highlights of his season. Just pictures of him. You fans were at Gillette Stadium booing him and chanting Zappy on Monday Night Football in Chicago against the Chicago Bears. And you're the same ones to say, oh, well, Mac is just, uh, oh, he's too much of a wuss, man. Like, look at the way he's complaining and he's yelling. Because he wants to win games. He is a first-round draft pick. And he's fucking 
fed up and frustrated. He's trying his hardest to do it. That's, I'm like, I'm, I'm all on Mac, man. Like, I just, I'm supporting him because I see it and I see his pain. And I'm dealing with it as a, as a fan. I can't imagine what he's dealing with it as a person. None of us know what it, it's like to be Mac Jones right now. Only Mac Jones knows what, it like, what it's like. Cut him some fucking slack, people. And like I said, we'll move on to the topic, the next one, the last one, before we get you your questions. It's all about the offseason. Right now, I mean, you have to invest in Mac, right? Like, you, where's his... He needs an offensive coordinator. He needs something. And they have to act on this pretty quickly. But I don't want to go through the entire month of January and nothing's happened. So I said this, I said this during the game, like right afterwards. I, you're going through a lot of emotions. Where the fuck is Robert Kraft? Who Babs... Bab's going for RKK's head right now. And I am. And I think you should too. Robert Kraft only likes to come out when things are going good, right? Robert Kraft in the offseason kind of spoke against Bill a little bit. About how, how things happened. and Like, I, I like you know, I want to see what more what Robert Kraft thinks. It's your team. You own the team. You're the one who signs off. On what Belichick brings in. You put a lot of trust and chips in the bill. And that's fine. Because of what Bill has done for your franchise. But the fans. The ones who are season ticket holders. The ones who buy the merchandise. With your logo on it. The ones who buy the concessions. That travel. The the Pats Nation was there in Vegas man. They were out there. They just want some answers. And you can lie to us and we'll be fine with it. All you got to say is, we believe in Mac Jones and I believe in Bill and we'll, and we'll turn this around. And everyone will be happy. The fact of the matter is this, and Jorge said this, silence is louder than not even saying anything. Like, like you, silence is so loud, you're not saying anything. You're just, you know, because you know what the problem is and you don't want to address it. You're, sca- you're scared. Are you scared, Robert Kraft? This is your team. Step up and speak. Why are you letting Belichick mute you? Belichick likes to mute everybody and say, you know, the little Belichick words and this and that. Just say how you feel, man. Because if you speak up a little bit, maybe your voice will get into that locker room. And maybe it pushes something. Maybe it pushes Bill. Maybe it pushes Patricia. Maybe it pushes the players. I know Kraft's in that locker room. I know he's talks to everybody and... After wins and congratulations. No, you got to go talk to your fan base. How about that? I think the fans deserve to hear something from their ownership. And there shouldn't be people out there that are like, Babs, you're crazy. Why are you calling for Kraft's head, this and that? We're in year three, guys. Post-Brady. Post-Brady, year three. You cut him slack seven and nine with the Cam Newton year. Last year, they started one and three. And the questions were arising. They go on a little hot streak, then they collapse. They collapse going into the playoffs last year. And now this team is a 500 football team with a lot of flaws. I think it's time that Robert Kraft needs to say something right now in the season. Just something, a little motivation. Like I said, he lied to us. Lied to the fans. I don't care. Say something. You're an owner. Because your, franch- your football franchise 
just had one, if not the most embarrassing play to lose a football game. Like, the Dallas Cowboys and Jaguars were in overtime. Dak throws a pick six, ends the game. They lose to the Jacksonville Jaguars, right? That's not that embarrassing. Shit happens, right? Pick six, wow. You're literally laddering the ball in the fourth quarter at a tie game. Like, you got your quarterback, your new franchise quarterback got fucking stiffed arm right into the ground. It's embarrassing. You got to speak up, Robert Kraft. And I don't like that he's hiding. I don't like that he's been hiding. Don't. I hate it. All right. That's enough from me. I'm going to pull up the questions now. So I'm going to change this up. Pull up my notes. What I did was I screenshotted everything. And we're just going to run through all the questions because these questions will end up turning into... uh, These questions will end up turning into like mini rants. Oh, that's too bright. Let's turn that down. I also want to keep us at that 20-minute mark. I don't want to have this longevity of talking because we'll have more episodes and we'll dive more into it. So here's the thing. I split this up into two. The first set of questions that I read off are instant reactions. These are people that just put something out there and said, here's my thought. Here's my question right after that loss. Example, B. Cody 4 says, fuck Jacoby. That's the first one. We start with that one, right? And I will say about Jacoby Myers, you see the post-game interview. The guy was crying. Like, the guy knows he threw the, he threw the game away. And he should be better than that. If for someone who's becoming a free agent coming up, you might hurt your contract a little bit doing that. And Jacoby Myers is a team leader. He's a, cap, he's a captain for that locker room. He's there. He's, he's somebody that's come up in that system. And that's what I talk about, the bad coaching and no discipline. Because if Jacoby Myers is doing that and panicking, there's something really wrong with that. And I think that Ramadre Stevenson made such a boneheaded play. He's the one who started it. But Jacoby should have grabbed it and just fucking went down. Just go down, end it. He panicked and threw the ball backwards. And he's going to be living with that. I hope he uses that to his, to his advantage, mentally, this upcoming game against Cincinnati. Aiden Barari, I'm going to screw up everyone's names. Is Mac the starter going forward? And Aiden, yes. There's no zappy. The team is 7-7. Seven and seven. They're finishing the season off with Mac, with Mac Jones. Now, they lose the next two games. You lose to Cincy, you lose to Miami, and you're 7-9. and nine. What do you do? What do you do up in Buffalo? Because if you're 7-9 and nine, you lose the next two games, you're done. Right? There's, there's no playoffs. What are you guys playing for? Because, you know, when they went 6 and, uh, what was it, 6 and 8, when they were 6 and 8 going into the Jets game in 2020 with Cam Newton, they didn't start Stidham at the end of the season. Bill stuck it out with Cam. Bill didn't want to see anything that Stidham had. So keep that in mind. Like, will that, like, will that happen? Just keep that in mind. I don't want that to happen. I want Matt Jones to finish this off and win three straight. But he is the starter. Uh, C. Cummins, 17. Kraft needs to send a message to Bill immediately about this team's future. Maybe he has behind closed doors, but I think he needs to do it out in the open. Like, Kraft needs to say something out in the open to the media that makes those headways. Something like, 
little bit something that we can dive into and break down and overthink it to send a message to Bill and also send a message around the league. Oh, maybe there'll be a job opening over there. Maybe I should hit up. Maybe I should have Robert Kraft showing what I can do differently. There needs to be a public message out there. I'm sure it's private, but there needs to be a public one. Chris Cass, 2006. Are we done for the season? And I say, no, Chris, not yet. Not yet. I broke it down. We will not do this on this show, but we will do it the next one. But I have it on my Instagram. I kind of broke it down. The Patriots are still very close to the Miami Dolphins for a seventh seed. It's going to come down to division and conference. Miami has Green Bay next week. Patriots got Cincinnati. If you still win this out, Miami drops one. You beat Miami, obviously, in that win out. You have a chance to get to the seventh seed. People, I'm not going to go into it because I'm, I'm sure there's going to be questions about the draft picks. I'll, I'll, I'll just say it now. You don't, you're not tanking at this point. You're not a three-win team to tank for the rest of the season for a high draft pick. And what are you going to do with the high draft pick anyways? You have a first-rounder quarterback, Mac Jones. You're just going to get a better offensive tackle. Yeah, Belichick's been real great with uh, with top-end wide, wide receiver talent, right? So you get a wide receiver. Maybe you get a defensive player. I could see that. It's, it's just pointless. The team is not built to tank for some top overall pick. 2020, we, that's a different story. Because if they tank that season purposely, you'd have a shot at Trevor Lawrence or get a Justin Fields. And hopefully they never have drafted Zach Wilson. And I don't even know what we know for Trey Lance yet. We haven't seen anything. You play to win football games. You're playing to win the game. And the Patriots were playing to win the game down 17-3 to against the Las Vegas Raiders. They weren't playing to lose. P underscore Lennon. Leon. P underscore Lennon. See? 44. Tuck rule karma finally came back to bite us in the ass with that Raiders touchdown. Yeah, I mean, I guess. Like, I don't get the correlation of tuck rules and this and that. Like, this is a regular season game. That means nothing for the Las Vegas Raiders. Like, their season's over. They If they went out and a lot of things happened, they could be in the playoffs. But I, I wouldn't compare them to. I mean, something that happened 20 years ago. I, I, and whereas the Patriots were in the playoffs at that time, like, it's there's no comparison. I get it. I see it, but no comparison. Um, Chris Cat cast 2006. I told you multiple people asked multiple things. Do we need to rebuild or retool? I wouldn't say a rebuild just yet. You kind of have what you have and what you have players signed for next year. I mean, you have one more year left with this experiment. I mean, rebuild and retool is getting another offensive coordinator. But I feel like with the pieces you have that are coming back next year, you still have something to, to compete. But if it doesn't work out in next year and you're in the same spot, you, that you, you, you're going to have a lot of guys walking into free agency. That's when you have to scrap the whole thing. When you want to scrap the whole thing, it's, it's when Bill's out of here. Ryan underscore Malone 32. What's next for the Patriots? What has to happen this offseason? Again, offensive coordinator. You have to just try to win the last couple games here for football purposes and try to get yourself in a playoff spot. Try to go 9-8. I don't accept 9-8. and eight. I, I told you that. We'll talk about it later on, but you got to try to keep winning and, and get an offensive coordinator right away. Tony Baloney, underscore 45. Kraft and Bill hit a mini reset. Notable players and coaches going to be gone. Tiny rebuild. Kraft's probably mad. Yep. 
There's got to be players in that locker room that want out. They want out of here. We'll see over the next three games. And you're going to see who's in it and who's not in it. And I feel like some people want it out. All right, we got, what, 12 minutes left? I got to plow through these a little bit quicker because that was just one set. Julie Dot Cooper, I want Matt Patricia gone. Julie, we all want Matt Patricia gone. He shouldn't be the offensive coordinator. He shouldn't be the play caller. He's going to stick around, by the way. They'll get, say they bring Bill O'Brien in. He's still going to be like an offensive lines coach. Like He's still going to be part of this team. So I think people need to realize that Matt Patricia is not, he'll be relieved of his duties of what he's doing, but he's still going to be around on the franchise. Nick17 says the league uses the refs to rig games 100%. Come on, man. That wasn't a touchdown. And I understand the complaining. And I said I wouldn't complain about it. But again, if that wasn't a touchdown, the Patriots wouldn't have been in that spot to lateral the game away. I agree with that one. But we're not going to sit here after the game's already done and try to go back on it and fight it. That's a dumb, 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 dumb mistake that happened with the New England Patriots and shouldn't have been there. C-Jack underscore 10. I know you're a Belichick guy, man. I know you're a Belichick guy, but man, he's the head coach and GM. This is on him for his pick staff and players, and I agree with you 100%. I do feel that sometimes certain players that are picked are not always completely Bill Belichick. He's got other people around him, including the owner, Robert Kraft. But something's got to give eventually, and I just don't want this team to be. We're coasting for Bill's passing of Shula and records, and that's it. Matt, zone two, my big takeaway from today is our safety situation isn't ideal. Kyle Duggar is good, not great. Well, Kyle Duggar had a pick six. And Kyle Duggar is pretty fucking good. He's not the greatest, but he's pretty good for where he was picked in the second round. And he's, and he's somebody that's going to be with you long term. And I think my big takeaway would be Marcus Jones. Marcus Jones' appreciation over Devontae Adams. I was telling you in all my betting thing, take Devontae over this, over this, over that, touchdown, touchdown. He only had 28 yards, four catches on nine targets. Marcus Jones was on an island with Devontae. That's a confidence booster for me, for that team, because you got big names coming up in the next couple of weeks. Taylor underscore fly. How does the nicest stadium in the NFL not have side view camera of the end zone? Yes, Taylor. They spend billions of dollars on these stadiums. And why do they not have the technology to just help the game out? Because it goes back in to what Nick 17 said. The NFL uses this to rig games. They can't rig games in the NFL because the NFL is an entertainment business. They can't rig games. If they have all this high technology like that. There's got to be a change at some point. It's going to ruin the game. You got to keep adding to it. I think we're this game doesn't need to be rigged the way it gets rigged like that. We're still having fun watching it. It's Kyle 46. How do you feel that the O-line played? I don't have O-line stats in front of me. I saw that David Andrews got hurt at the end of the game. I just feel that. Mac had time to make some throws. The O-line obviously did good enough to create holes for Madre to rush 170 yards. And there wasn't anything that stuck out to me personally that, that was like that the O-line was really bad that game. SJW24110. Just disappointed now. We're better than this. And I agree. The, the team, like I told you, the Raiders are a pretty decent team, by the way. 
They're not that five and eight pushover. They're they're a decent squad. They have their own issues. But the Patriots' fall from grace is real in terms of disciplined football. That that's what I took away from that. Uh, Taylor underscore fly again. How does the NFL get all the refs on the same page to figure out what a catch is? They're not all going to be on the same page. They're just kind of told what they're told to, to say and do out there. They're not. They're, they're just. They're not even like employed by the league. They just. They come in for the season. They have other jobs. In the just a one game type of thing. The NFL or there has to be an actual union of referees. That that remember when they had the uh, replacement refs at one point? I don't know. They fixed that. Uh shit! I just had the last question there. Anthony level one. Matt Patricia should be. T- <laughs> Tried for terrorism for what he's done to the Patriots offense. I feel you. Ethan underscore Zaviza. If you are Kraft, what's the best logical answer at this point? You're Robert Kraft. You should be speaking to the media. Assuring the fans everything's okay. And just see how the last three games go. And then make your decision there. If they finish 7-10, and 10, something's really going to happen. They can finish 9-8 and eight and kind of deal with it. Put up that checkbook out there. Give Mac Jones something. We gotta keep moving on here. Right? What are we at now? Ooh, all right. We gotta keep. We gotta keep moving. I might have to skip people. Trash boat. O three one two. If Arizona head coach gets fired, who is he? The next OC? Cliff Kingsbury. He'll be on the radar. I talked about this in the past. He's on the radar. We'll, we'll talk more about offensive coordinators on a different show. He's still probably getting paid by Arizona, and that's what's gonna make Bill Belichick excited. Underscore F Doe ring. I actually don't know how to describe my frustration. It's so deep that uh, I just read a bunch of letters. Again, this is instant reactions of how frustrated everyone is. Razor underscore not underscore Ramon. We are not the same disciplined, precise Patriots. Our defense and special teams are our team. And special teams, hey, they had a blocked a punt. The, the Patriots never have blocked punts. The special teams has been slacking a little bit too this year. Don't forget that. Ever since Jake Bailey got hurt. And he uh, he wasn't even good to start the season. Razor, you're right. Disciplined football. I told you, I didn't see any of these. Di- disciplined football is what I've been harping on. Uh, Emily KX, I don't think I've ever been this frustrated being a Pages fan, and I've only been one for 28 years. I'm telling you. Like, I was born in 1991, right? Yeah, okay. Like, and I know a lot of fans out there have been fans of the new generation of Patriots, and I've seen a little bit growing up, like you don't comprehend football and certain people, some people get it right away. I, I, you know, I told you, like I was more of a Red Sox fan growing up, but you watch the football games, but I think it means more to you when you're like more of a teenager to an adult, a young adult, and then you really start falling in love with it and you're with it. So I can't understand any losses in the nineties, but I, I mean, just what you've seen over the last, the, I think everyone's got to agree. If you've been a fan for this team for the last 25 years. It's the most embarrassing loss and frustrating loss. Underscore Rich Diaz, 23. Does Patricia survive the rest of the season if we're eliminated from the playoffs? Yes, he does. Because Matt Patricia is technically not the offensive coordinator. He's an offensive, special offensive assistant. He's Belichick's guy. They'll just relieve him of his duty of what he's doing. Bill will take all the blame from him. WTO, 1050 underscore 140 Mac. I'm surprised I said that. Pretty quickly like that. Like, all I can say is Myers fucked up on that play. And he cried afterwards and he admitted it and 
It's going to be hard to, to get over that one. But you can make it up by winning football games and people will forget about it. Barry Co. 22, I don't understand what's going... Ugh. I don't understand what's going. Why don't we have official offensive coordinator yet? Like I said, Bill probably already had someone picked out. Didn't work out. They kind of rolled with what they had. It was an experimental thing and it absolutely blew up in their face. You have to address this in January right when the Patriots season's over. Mark underscore R. Everything comes down to coaching. So many disciplinary mistakes. Another one that says disciplinary. That's the thing. Discipline football. You can tell, man. These players are playing. They have decent players to win games. Not disciplined, man. I think they said it on Felger and Maz today. Jim Murray brought it up. The Patriots are tied for first place this year in delay of games. They have seven of them. The Raiders also have it, and I think it was Chicago. It was a bad team that had it. Seven delay games this year. Not disciplined, man. Not disciplined. Uh, shady, shady sends. I'm pissed off. Angry, speechless. You Ram Shizley, where do we go? Where do you think we go from here? Offseason all. Kind of already talked about that. I want to fly through this. Um, oh, there we go. Adrian Lozada underscore says, we really have Raiders fans a reason to live. And yes, Dan Jolly, one of the big Raider fans I know, is excited. He's a guy I've never seen the Patriots lose to the Raiders before in my life, being a Raiders fan. And uh, they still have playoff hopes. They're just one game behind you now, and they have the tiebreaker head-to-head over you. You gave the Raiders a small chance. Juicy, uh, Juicely FTS, dumbest play ever. All they had to do was hold on to the ball and finish it in overtime. Yep. Miley, Mitley me, turn on the tape. So many missed throws, so many the players can't make plays. Mac had bad throws. Players had throws that were in their hands and they couldn't make it. Just a bad day at the office. Andrew Snow, 96. Sean Payton to New England? Would Sean Payton come to New England? I think that I think it's a possibility. I believe that the New Orleans Saints still have his rights, so it would have to be a trade if he unretires. And I believe that when Bill Belichick, it's going to be when Bill Belichick hangs it up, right? Robert Kraft would just hand everything to Sean Payton. Your team, your GM, your new coaching staff go. And at this point, I I always said I want this smooth transition to the for the franchise when Bill's gone. You got to rip him out. And you just got to bring somebody else in and they're going to have to bring a whole new regime in. Whether they keep the players that you have now or what they're going to do, but you do need someone that's somewhat tenured in the NFL. But with Sean Payton being out, how long does he stay out that he can stay out this long and be able to come in and do something different? I almost... ah, I'm going to say this because I feel like watch we end up going through a fucking coaching swirl. Watch, just Belichick leaves and it's going to be one coach after another after another. And all the fans that were growing up in the 60s, 70s, 80s, and early 90s with the, with the turnstile of the Pagers being a laughing stock, we, we could finally be back to it. And the modern day Pagers fan does not know that, right? They don't. They, they don't know that. I don't know it. And I'm going to have to live through it. And I'll still support them. Uh, let's see what we got. Oh, dude, we're right at the time, Mark. Uh, I'm going to keep going. I apologize. I said I want to keep this at 40 minutes. I do want to keep going. 
I, we're almost done. We're, we're getting through there. Um, underscore stand 4D, that improvised final play shows lack of trust the offense has in play calling. I'd say, you know, I, I, I talked about the Hail Mary type of situation. I, I think the run play was just, it is what it is. I think it's just disciplined football. M. Pat Rasky has four questions in a row. This game just showed why... Oh, he wrote them all in like one. That's why. Jesus. This game just showed the entire world why. This team had no reason to make the playoffs the way we've been playing all season. This team needs to improve on offense and could use Jason Jackson Smith, and he could really help us. Do you think the Pats should lose out and try to get a top 10 to 12 pick? The Patriots are sitting at pick 16 right now as, as we're doing this at 7-7. Seven and seven. If the Patriots go 7-10, and 10, the possibility of them getting a top 12 pick are pretty high. But I just don't feel that purposely losing the next three games, like there's a difference between tanking and then actually losing the three games, is going to make a huge difference for this team going forward. Because you lose the next three games, it's going to be super detrimental to the entire team and organization to completely fall apart. Not only you lose your next three, you lost you lost four straight, and that that it's 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 going to be. And then you lost five out of the last six games of the season. That's how you look at it, and it makes them look like they completely fell off. I don't know. Um, XO Shelby Lynn XO. This one's kind of like a three part part. This was embarrassing moment for Myers and a horrible decision to make. Looked like Stevenson tossed it to him again. Maybe the knee was out of bounds. Should we have taken a knee or what have we should have done like going into overtime? Like, what are we doing? Again, I said taking a knee is a sign of weakness. I think running it with your best player was the, was the right option. He broke free. Every, I was going, oh, oh, there he goes. There's there goes Stevenson. I'm sure you're doing the same thing. He, and then he, he got to a point where he should just fucking went right out. Just run out. Oh, ah, we couldn't do it. No one's going to blame you, Stevenson. Like, you can run as much as you can, and then that's it. He could have ran right up the middle, and everything just broke free. Like Moses, part in the Red Sea. And he could have went right straight into the end zone. Like, that could have happened. We just seen it with Marcus Jones against the Jets with the punt. Right? With a couple seconds to go. And scored a touchdown and won the game. Like, we just, anything can happen in football. All right, we're going to move on to our last part. And this is the couple questions. Only a couple from the next day. Mr. Dot Stinson said Bill needs to go. It's time for a new era. You're stuck with Bill until Bill says I'm gone or Robert Kraft has the cojones to fire him. And I don't I think if they went seven and ten and finish and like lost the next three games, maybe we see it. But I feel like they're gonna finish nine and eight. And you're still over five hundred. You're still there. You're in the middle of the pack. I feel like if you bring a new era in and you restarting, you have a very high chance of being a three to four win team next year. Depends on who you bring in. We don't know. Charlie dot Melia. What are the odds they can win out? The odds they believe they had it today. So they have a 22% chance of making the playoffs. And I believe the Miami game is the only game that they have above 50% chance of winning. So 22% chance that you can win all the way out. Cause to make the playoffs, you have to win out. MJM underscore 51. Who would be the right fit at head coach post Bill? We just mentioned Sean Payton. Like I said, Mike Tomlin was a defensive coordinator for the Minnesota Vikings. 
And the Rooney family picked him to end up being the new head coach of the Steelers. Like, I want to know who out there that Kraft has been looking at. Are you going to go for an offensive coordinator? Are you going to go for a defensive coordinator in terms of their backgrounds, right, for your new head coach? What, what is Kraft going to do? And I feel like he'll go for a defensive coordinator out there. It shouldn't be Matt Patricia, obviously, as the head coach. It shouldn't be Bill's son at this point. He Not, not proven yet. Could it be a, a guy that gets fired that comes in? You know, hey, maybe it could be um, McVeigh. McVeigh said he wants out of L.A. Maybe he retires and comes out and goes to New England. I feel like it's just too much speculation and no one's going to be right to find out who's going to really be the replacement. Um, Miss underscore Courtney Jean. I love my team, but damn, man, I'm embarrassed of our offense. And that's it. That's the key word today. Said it probably 50 times. Embarrassed. Embarrassing of what we saw. Like I can't, it, it's, it takes me, it's going to take me a couple days to get you hyped up on this next game, right? And I will tell you some ways, somehow, that there's a path to the playoffs. And I'll tell you all the positivities of why the Patriots can beat Cincinnati. I will get there. You just give me a couple days. Last one, Alec underscore official underscore 04. DeAndre Hopkins, question mark, or no DeAndre Hopkins. And I do feel that Mac Jones could use a top receiver. But first things first, go get him an offensive coordinator that can actually put the plays out there for that wide receiver. Because I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this as we end this. There are certain players on this team that feel that with Josh McDaniels leaving, that the playbook got completely scrapped, that when the new playbook was written, there's no place for them. There's some receivers out there that feel that way. There's some people on that offense that I know, I know, are feeling that they just don't know what they're doing coaching-wise. They have no drawn-up plays. And we're just stuck with what we have. And it's frustrating. Oh, we'll see what happens. I appreciate everybody that has reached out for those questions. That was the most I've gotten. I tried to do that and I did it within 25 minutes pretty much. Stay tuned for later this week of Babs on the Mic. I don't know when I'll be releasing the next one. But we will wrap up the Las Vegas Raiders game. Because I'm sure there's going to be more information that comes out every single day. And we'll be gearing up. For a short week, Christmas Eve, Cincinnati Bengals coming to Foxborough. Your boy will not be there. I'll be with the family. By the way, I didn't go to Las Vegas, and I spent my whole weekend with my family. The girls were a little sick going into the week. Everything worked out. I went down to Foxwoods. I went down to DraftKings. I had a great time. Saw a K&M All-Star Sports store. Don't want to screw that one up. Had a good time there. Got some gear for the Winter Classic. I'm going in a couple weeks. Thanks to Simon. I know you're listening. And we'll have a great time. I'm so glad I was not in Las Vegas for that game. I'll tell you that. I I had a chance a couple years to go down to Miami. The Miami Miracle game. Glad I wasn't there. I do not know what it would feel like to be in that stadium. I don't know what I would be doing with myself if I left that stadium. I would probably want to jump into the Bellagio Fountain. I'd go to the stratosphere and probably jump off the, of the tower. I'd feel just so defeated. For all the Pats fans that like were out there that week, I was watching. You had a great time. But I'll tell you this, because I've done this in the past. Like I've, had some, I've had some awesome weekends traveling in my time, right? 
over the last few years. And I've done some crazy things. The weekend means absolutely nothing when the Patriots lose. Like to me. Like I went to Pittsburgh and spiked the towel on the on the field and had an awesome pregame. They lost. The Pats lost. I don't even think about that. Like that's in the back of my mind. Like because the Pats lost. The Pats make or break what you're doing that weekend. Like you say, like, oh, I had a fun time. I did this, I did this, I did this. But then for that Sunday, you spend like eight hours in and around that stadium and the Pats lose, especially the way they lost. It just ruins the entire trip. Like I went out to Vegas for the preseason game, but it's preseason, so it is what it is. I had like an okay time. I did a little like recon of what it looks like out there. The Pats got smoked. So I don't really, yeah, I went to Vegas. Um, We'll see. I'll be in Vegas the last week of the season, by the way. I think Jared Stedham might be starting. All right. That's it. Babs on the mic. Episode eight. Make sure you leave a review. Give me a rating. Help me out. I'll help you out. And always ask questions. Always critique me. Help me make this better. And I hope that we can do some Instagram lives in the future. I'm going to start testing that out real soon. Take care. Ride the wave.